1: Song facts. Get you some facts right here. Get you Hello, hello, and welcome to the Song Facts podcast. I am your host today, Corey O'Flanagan, and thank you so much for being here. If you're listening, take a couple minutes. Hit subscribe, leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. It goes a long way, and we certainly appreciate it. And as always, this podcast is proudly a part of the Pantheon Podcast Network. Today's guest is Matt Ellis from the band Villages. They have a new album called Dark Island, which comes out February 17th. And today, Matt and I talk a lot about that some of the songs, and about how as songwriters, they are certainly products of their environment. Listening to the album top to bottom, it is clear that these guys are pulling inspiration from everywhere, including American folk, Celtic, and obviously from their Northeastern Canadian roots. Matt and the band are a tight-knit group who love and trust one another, and that definitely shows throughout this conversation. And they simply come off with pure authenticity, which I just love. so please join me in welcoming Matt Ellis and Villages.
0: I'm no longer the sun. Matt Ellis.
1: Thank you so much for coming on to the Song Facts Podcast. Um, as we were kind of talking about before, before I mistakenly didn't hit record, um, we're, we're with Matt up in sunny Nova Scotia in February, and um, things are looking good, feeling good. They've got a new album, his band Villages. The album is Dark Island, and it's coming out February 17th, and... They, the publicist was nice enough to send me this bio, which kind of gave a nice description about the band and this album and everything. And the, the title of this has this great little, I think, story behind it. So why don't you kind of give that to us?
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, it's called Dark Island and uh, there's a popular, well, popular in, in, in Cape Breton, anyways, <laughs> a, a slow air fiddle tune called the Dark Island. It's played uh, at a lot of funerals. And um, it's just gorgeous. It's a it's a gorgeous melody, and it, which is makes sense. You know, oftentimes the most beautiful melodies are the soundtrack for the most tragic times, and um, this is this is no exception. It's uh, uh, a song that we loved and were familiar with, and then we but we recently found out that uh, there was words written to it to accompany the tune uh, in the late '60s and this poem is it just kind of knocked knocked us over it's it's gorgeous uh it you'd swear it accompanied its whole life it's like it's like one of those it's like it's like the fiddle was speaking the words the whole time it's it it describes basically like um when you're on your deathbed like what of your home was you pine for Hmm. and uh we discovered that there was words to the poem after the fact that we recorded the record so when going through the words of the poem, we just, there was such a common thread with these words through every song on the record. And uh, we just thought it was uh, such a, you know, a coincidence too big to ignore. And uh, even like there was a, there's a, a song on the record called Play the Fiddle All Night, which references the song. Yeah. And um, so we just thought it was kind of a perfect fit so
1: this is the thing that really kind of got me because I've spent a lot of time thinking about, I I've, I've make decisions in my life, big, major life decisions based on what I feel like I might be thinking about as I'm on my deathbed, based on conversations I've had with people who are right there. Most importantly, my mom, who like had a nice battle with cancer for a few years. But then as we were like seeing the end coming, I'm such yeah. a curious person. I wanted to ask those types of questions and yeah. it re- like so I haven't heard of somebody like bringing that into the song world I'm sure it's out there there's so much music out there but you guys are the first ones that really touched on it for the album title so I just I absolutely love that and I I'm endlessly fond of just thinking about those things and maybe I put a little bit too much of emphasis on it myself for how I go through my life but I think you got to think like that uh,
0: yeah, we're we're in agreement with you 100 percent there for sure. <laughs> okay,
1: love it. Um, okay, lead single uh, that came out. When did that one drop? A few months ago. That was
0: yeah. That was love will live on. I think it was January. Uh, yeah, January.
1: Yep. Right.
0: Yeah. Love will live on or oh. love will lead on. Live.
1: Love will live on. Um, no, I'm I'm lying. I think it was November
0: that we released that.
1: Yeah, that's kind of what I think I had in my notes too. It's been out for a little bit.
0: Yeah. land we'll find peace of mind we'll make a in the fields of heather wide and build a quiet life on an island in the maritime we'll be happy when the winds go strong
1: and our love will and evolve. so i immediately thought of another great band when i heard it but i'm very curious if you are how you're going to react to this but i want to before i give you that i just want to say um i'd like to learn a little bit more about the origins of this one cuz it's kind of this just like foot stomp and good time yeah yeah
0: um yeah the song is there's a lot of optimism and and hopefulness in the tune and it's just kind of one of those things, like we spoke about just a few moments ago, about like your decisions in your life. You know what I mean? That you that you need to make something that I, I'm sure a lot of us think about are just like, what if I packed up and left all the busyness of the modern age and like yeah. this life and moved to you know uh, like a, a a black house in the Highlands and just like <laughs> a simple life. You know what I mean? Doesn't it seem like there? That's where the answer lies at times and uh, this song is just uh, all about that, about actually like, you know, acting on impulse and pursuing that, that okay. dream. Okay. I,
1: yeah. I really like that aspect. And I'll tell you that the I put it on this morning as I was like finalizing my outline and I looked over at my wife, who's English, and I was like, is this not kind of got an Oasis feel here at the first 10, 15 seconds at least? And she was like, absolutely. I thought it was this Oasis song I hadn't heard yet. So bravo for that. Wow, that's a high praise. Right? Yeah, no, I, I absolutely loved it, and um and I and I, I really like that origin style. One of the things I was thinking about is you guys are up north, way the fuck up north, <laughs> on the east coast of the of North America. Yep. and one of the things that we know is that grunge music kind of stemmed from this northern part of the U.S. Um, the Seattle, Portland, probably some Vancouver and stuff like that in there as well. And I'm, it's a lot dictated by the weather. We have these nice, beautiful, sunny skies there. I hear a lot of optimism, like you were saying before, in your guys' music, especially through this record. I'm curious if with, we're, we're products of our environment. You guys have dark winters. You guys have long summers um, with tons of sunlight. Do you feel like the way that you guys songwrite and the sound and the vibe that you put out is influenced at all by where this is coming from? 100%.
0: I feel uh, too. We have almost like there's a prolificness in our songwriting and a certain like in, within certain seasons too. Like you really grab inspiration from from it. Uh, I think because of the weather, we have we. Uh, it's such a diverse uh, atmosphere where we face such. Uh, what's my 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 word here? Just such harshness at times with weather that we just appreciate the sunny days so much. I think extremes, you know, like
1: my (laughs) thought is like if you guys are in the depths of winter, like right around December 21st, and I have i don't think I've been as far north as you, but I have been as far north as uh, I spent like a good winter up in northern Scotland in Inverness. And so I got a taste of these like, you know, four hour days of sunlight where it just feels like sunrise or sunset just twilight like for those few hours that you get and i was wondering if you like if you can you write an optimistic song at that point in time
0: oh i uh a hundred percent we can and it's (laughs) I, i i attribute all that to being from cape Breton island uh we are a very uh morbid people who can see just the beauty in 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 the darkness we always see a light in the darkness and uh i think we that's kind of it's it's something that i'm thankful that we have like it's a real gift that we're able to do that because you know you have to you you see so much of it that you just you can't be in in dread mode through it you gotta you gotta turn the situation on its head and and appreciate that that harshness
1: yeah absolutely or try and find the answer at the bottom of a bottle which it often often is and it just as often isn't. Um, Yeah, exactly. The the current single you touched on, um, Play the Fiddle All Night. And I'm just, there's something about this vocal that I just am loving. And I think it. you guys are kind of tapping into some um, Celtic vibes here i don't know exactly what it is there's like a little quiver in the vocal like i'll play a bit of it so that people can hear it it's it's beautiful but there's this great lyric that just brings me to like what i think would be this like spring day in your world and where you're from the cold hard rain the kind that bites you and like that resonates with me that hits me i can feel that lyric um how did this song come together? You kind of touched on it with the poem, but I'm curious about like mixing that poem with the sound that you guys have and kind of where this all kind of meshing came from.
0: Yeah, um, the inspiration behind the tune uh, is kind of a, uh, there's two parts to it. There's uh, the location. There's, I say in a, a, a moment in it, uh, the John Neil George Road that is a spot where my my grandmother her house to the left of her was the cemetery and to the right of her was this john neil george road and it was kind of a hub for like these paranormal sightings and like orbs in vacant houses a lot of people there's a set of train tracks there where people have you know swearing they've seen the devil there i remember being uh, at my grandparents' house, and listening through the vents from the from upstairs, and and my papa would have visitors over, and I remember him telling a story about them seeing a uh, um, a man pushing a, like a baby carriage on this gravel road, like just very um, creepy things. Hmm. You might be also. I got to interrupt here. You might be hearing a frequency. My my dog is in the middle of a dream here, so I don't know if you're okay. picking that up. <laughs> That's great. Let's uh, you know, bring us into yeah. that dream world. <laughs> yeah, but uh, and then the other part is uh, that. In Cape Breton, it's not uncommon to hear someone say uh, that, <laughs> Biscuit, you're very distracting. <laughs> um, it's not uncommon to hear someone say that they uh, would like a certain song played at their funeral and they request it as they're alive. Like we're a morbid bunch. And when you hear, it's like, it could be a beautiful sunny day. You hear the song and we can't just say, what a tune, what a beautiful tune and what a beautiful day. Yeah. We always have- We always have to remind ourselves that we are going to die at some point. (laughs) So so here's, I'd like this at my funeral. So kind of taking that a bit further and being like, what if after I pass, my ghost was seen on the John Neal George Road? And if so, play for me, The Dark Island. Wow. And play me off to the hereafter. thats I mean, I could see that. That, 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 It's got this
1: like, that kind of feel to it. I don't know if you ever write a song intentionally thinking that it's going to be played at a funeral, but like and i also think it's a nice cultural thing that you guys throw in there that that's something that you think about more up there i guess i haven't ever really thought about that i'm not big on like i had a really small wedding i'm not big on like attention um so i'm i'm more like uh, let's try and i guess i that wouldn't that thought hadn't question but that's a really good thought process if you're listening take some time and think about what you'd like to have played at your funeral i really i'm going to spend some time on that today
0: yeah Um, so that was the inspiration but then of course the song came together with like uh, I mean you're speaking to me here but we are very much a band yeah and for equal part writing you know with uh, so when the idea of that uh, was shared um, it was actually I think we're set to record let's say October 18th 2021 I think this was maybe the 15th when when I was like, this is kind of down with the wire, but let's like, here's an idea, and we, we we you know did it in our in our basement studio just in the 25 minutes uh, with everybody together just wrote it, and then it made it made the record, so it was really exciting. Uh, it, that was a really exciting uh, song to work on. Take me into that process. Take me into like, we have this
1: idea, we've got this band of creatives coming up with how to like form this idea into song. Mm-hmm. is it just like spitting out lines of like, oop, let's try this. Obviously you're in a pretty, you're everyone's feeling comfortable. There's not judgment. There's no wrong answers. It's just like, let's just keep going, throwing I- ideas onto the board until we get to what we want to get to. Yeah. Is that pretty much how it comes out? Is just like, Ooh, I've got something that might work for the finishing out that verse.
0: Yeah. That's it, There's, there's zero ego. We just enjoy the, the, the craft so much that, and, couldn't be luckier to like love these guys and and let alone like these are the the guys that I'm work you know that we're working with and it's just like very lucky to to be in that situation and uh just respect their like each other's knowledge of music yeah. so much that that like every idea you know is just like it's a great idea you know what i mean like we're we're in a good, we have, we're in a great place for writing. It's just kind of like everybody's ideas as, as is as important as you know, the others. So it's uh it's a fun, always a fun experience.
1: Well, and I think it sounds like you guys are putting the music and the song first, rather than any individual or always any other aspect of like personal, yeah. anything like that. It's like, no, let's just, our job here is to put up the best music and songs possible. Yeah. Um, that's fantastic. Stay tuned for more song facts podcast right after this. And kind of leaning on that a little bit, the band throughout the songs that I've listened to on this album and a little bit from the, from the past, a lot of your lyrical content creates images of nature. For the, for the listener, like the one that I touched on earlier regarding the cold and hard rain. What yeah. do you think attributes to that? And do you think it's intentional or more so from the subconscious?
0: Mm, great question. I think probably subconsciously because it's in our blood. Being from Cape Breton Island, we're surrounded by beauty. Yep. Uh, it's a gorgeous place. And you can't not reference it and write about it. And I often look for a lot of symbolism in nature. Yeah. Oh, it's, that's, yeah. It's a huge part of the lyrics for sure. You're, you're absolutely right. Yeah.
1: Well, I mean, that's kind of interesting to pull that kind of stuff from the subconscious, like we were talking about before, you're a product of your, your environment. And if your environment is that striking, I mean, I'm from Northern Wisconsin. Mm -hmm. It's, I mean, it is striking in ways, but not endlessly, like with these vibrant seashores with rocky, huge rocky pillars and all that kind of stuff. Like it's, you know, it's like farmland and forest and stuff like that. And it has its moments, but it's not just like this. Oh, I want to go there to see this type of place where I think people would come to where you're from in order to be like, this is what I want to see. Like, I want to go up to this rugged part of the world. And it's kind of your way of just your subconscious, just expressing that to people who might never get a chance to go there. And I always kind of like that aspect of like how it connects to your audience and whoever's going to listen to it. And you just kind of give them a little taste of where you're from without even really thinking about it. Yeah, it's very natural. It's very authentic. Yeah, it's... Um, This is kind of an interesting one, jumping off of your music. And I'm curious, this might let us into like what kind of stuff you're listening to to, to get influenced and all that kind of stuff and inspired. What's a song by another artist that... Um, you spent the most time deconstructing to figure out how they did it or, or what it meant? Like, kind of the kind of questions that I'm asking.
0: Mm-hmm. So, there's this band called Planksty, and there's a particular song called Thousands Are Sailing.
1: moment and listen to me your sons and fair daughters
2: are now
1: going away and thousands
0: are saying do i it's from a record called words and music so okay it's uh of course beautiful uh beautiful lyrics but the part that i still have not cracked is the time signatures oh, wow. always wow! Fasc- <laughs> always fascinated with the time signatures i've listened to that song so much and i'm just like what what are they in what <laughs> and what and how come i love it and how come it's like it's so like audibly i get it but if you sit down and try to like dissect it and be like what is it i can't i don't know what is it
1: doing. is it um is it changing time signatures throughout, or is it just like? Do you think it's consistently in one that you just can't
0: touch on, or is there one? Well, I know that like the like the vocalist and bazuki player Andy Irvine is—he's a phenom. So like he's there's nothing simple in his repertoire at all. So it's like something is constantly moving, and I can't figure out the timing of that movement. It's like he, he's singing in a in a time that doesn't seem like it's changing, but you just have to hear it, and yeah. and maybe maybe I'm crazy, but it's no, you're not. There's there's another band that um
1: I was introduced to, you know, probably 20 years ago. That's kind of a progressive jazz band called The Bad Plus. Okay, um, if you haven't listened to them, hop on Spotify, whatever you want to do, and check them out. Very much in the same realm of what is going on. These it's constantly changing. It's three. It's just a three piece, but man, are they a power trio and they are just pumping out stuff that you, you're you listening to, you're enjoying it, and then you're just like, at the same time, you're like, what is going on? And I love that. I love being challenged like that. Yep. yep. Um, so what's the song on this new album that has kind of grown on you throughout the recording process that maybe you were kind of meh about before, but now you're like, ooh, I like that.
0: Um. I think one that comes to mind is uh, Rocks in the Field. Rocks in the Field. in the Field. It's something to be finally free for when we're not on the sea. We're just rocks in the field. Michael. The cl- it's the closing song okay um when we had originally demoed it it was kind of like water boys um water boys shanty shuffley vibe it was and uh since then like the version we recorded is it's uh less than that and it like uh, it's I don't mean it's a lesser song than that than it was. I mean, it's less uh maybe less of a, like a foot stomping up-tempo song. Yeah. It took me a while to, to fully understand it. And now it's a song that, that I adore. Um, But that's something that I, when we talked about, about like ego and, you know, squashing that there's a Bowie, a Bowie line where he was like, I was like, if you're, if you're in your comfort zone, you're not doing anything. That's like really, you know, unique or riveting. So I've always taken that to heart and back to the trusting these, you know, trusting these guys when it's like, maybe we could do it this way. I don't even, or I don't think for any length of time, argue or fight it. It's just like, I trust you guys a hundred percent and lo and behold, three weeks after it's recorded and let's do it. They were right. I really like exactly. that. I mean, that kind of, I, I interview a
1: lot of people and I interview a lot of people in bands and I think that's an occur- recurring theme that comes up is this trust, but like you guys seem to just have this safety that you kind of keep touching on that I really, I, I think it's to be able to do that, you're going to be able to get your best workout because when you can leave the ego at the door and just do it for the right reasons, that's gonna produce some really high quality stuff, and I think for just from like someone who's a listener and a fan, it's appreciated just to know that because I think the headlines that bands makes are a lot of times negative. You don't really get this aspect of like everyone was in the studio vibing, all these songs came together really nicely, and we're so proud of what we've produced here. The the stuff that comes out of like a recording session is like you know Graham Nash and. David Crosby, rest his soul, were just at each other's throats and he couldn't put the crack pipe down. And like that's the yeah. kind of stuff that hits the headlines. But I really like having this, like, this trust and admiration for each other. That's a very positive thing that you guys have going. It's great. Absolutely. All right, one more question. Uh, we're with Matt Ellis of Villages. New album's called Dark Island, and it's coming out February 17th. Be sure to check it out. I'm curious how working with the producer Joshua Van Tessel influenced the album's sound. Oh
0: well, he he's like a you know, just a soundscapist. He's that was a big reason we wanted to work with him because it's like he does he's uh composed like great jazz records, and it's just like he creates this sonic world. We wanted it just to sound otherworldly. We wanted it to be like because we find Kate Breton is otherworldly and we wanted it to be like. To match that sonically mm-hmm. and he was able to do it and then some um, again trust full trust in him pushing us sonically and um, a great approach that he took in was a live off the floor recording mm-hmm. and, and with minimal takes just to be like you know the tune like you know it's like every tune is like three takes you know what I mean and it's like that's the song he, he was very into what he would uh, consider consistently say is like i'm into capturing moments oh i, you know like I mean? that. So, it's-
1: so most of this re- album was recorded just live and then like obviously some overdubs and stuff like that from there but the core bits of song were just you guys in the studio playing it
0: like you were playing it at a at a gig yep that's it oh that's amazing it really was it's i can't i can't see us going back to you know what i mean to like making bed tracks and you know just track by track recording this was just we all have a a unique chemistry with one another and i think it then josh saw that and said like let's capture that yeah know? that's so amazing yeah like even like you can you can really overkill a tune with perfectionism sometimes if you're like on an individual level anyways i'm speaking say like vocally i could be like i could you know uh just cut a lot of things and be like let's get the best vocal of this of these one well, you know and let's Let's record it ten times and get the best phrase there. Yeah, but that's not that's not the moment. And it took me this this particular record to see that and let that go and be like, "This was us playing the tune together, and this is what this is what we sound like." Yeah, and I mean, I think that that gives like you know, if you get
1: overproduced in a studio, how do you go out on tour and do that kind of thing and give it back to the fans where they have this expectation of what it's going to sound like? You either got to like double the size of your band and bring in like a brass section and a, an amazing person who's sitting there with like four different styles of keyboards to get the sounds that you want. Um, and I think that that's, that, that doesn't, the, the bit of you that I've learned about just through this conversation and the listening that I've done, that just doesn't seem to be who you guys are. You want to be authentically you and what we produce here is what we want you to hear when you hear us live. And, um. And I think that's really appreciated because it's really easy to get bogged down in overproduction these days because we have so many tools, pro tools, if you will.
2: Yes, exactly. Yes. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I agree.
1: Um, Matt, thank you so much, man. The album is Dark Island. Check it out. These guys are awesome. Are we going to be able to see you You guys going to tour a little bit behind this? What's going on there?
0: Yeah, we have a, a Canadian tour happening in March. Nice. Yeah. uh, east coast to west coast east coast to where we go as far as
1: ontario okay all the maritimes well i'm gonna there'll be in the show notes here there's going to be a link to the website so you guys can check out the tour matt really appreciate it much success and next time the new album comes out come back on let's talk about those songs because i'm loving it hey man pleasure was mine thank you Thank you so much to Matt for coming onto the show. Been thinking a little bit about that song that I might want to have played at my funeral. Tough to say because I think it would change, but right now I'm gonna go ahead and say "Helplessly Hoping" by Crosby, Stills, and Nash. As always, for the stories behind the song, go to songfacts.com. Have yourself a great day.